Experience Action Let's stop just talking about customer experience, employee experience, and the experience of leaders. Let's turn ideas into action. Your host, Jeannie Walters, is an award-winning customer experience expert, international keynote speaker, and founder of Experience Investigators, a strategic consulting firm helping companies increase sales and customer retention through elevated customer experiences. Ready, set, action. Hello, everybody. It's Jeannie Walters. You're here. I'm here. It's another week, and we're tackling another customer experience question. Let's jump in and hear about journey mapping. Hi there. Um, I heard Jeannie speak recently, and I haven't stopped telling people about her since. Um, But I was hoping you could help me. My team and I created a customer journey map. But it's all a bit overwhelming, and I, I'm really honestly not sure what to do now. So I was hoping that you could help me um, and kind of steer us in the right direction. Now, before we get into this, one of the things I want to say is that let's make sure when we talk about journey mapping, we're talking about the same things. When we create a customer journey map, we have to make sure it's from the customer's perspective. If you are looking at a bunch of process maps, things that are based on your process inside the organization, or sometimes I call it journey mapping by org chart, you know what I'm talking about, where it says marketing, sales, product, customer success, but the customer doesn't think of it that way. We want to make sure that when we're talking about a journey map, we are talking about everything from the customer's perspective. Are we in agreement? Okay, great. Let's start at the beginning with this one. First of all, to my listener who asked this question, you are not alone. I know so many organizations who get so excited about creating a journey map. They get it, they put it on the wall, they frame it, they walk by every day, and that's about it. Now, if you have followed me, if you have read my blogs for a while, you know that one of the things I'm passionate about is the fact that journey mapping can really enlighten you. It can really shift perspective. It can really motivate you to take action. But that only happens if a few things actually happen. Number one, I know you already have the map, so we will get there. But before you actually create a journey map, I would ask you two questions. What is your goal? And what is the scope of your map? And if you cannot answer those two questions, then it might be an exercise that you might not want to undertake right that minute. If you can take a little more time and really define what do we want to get out of the effort of mapping the customer journey? That could be something like, you know what? We really have no idea what's happening. We want to understand. That's fine. But it could be something where, you know what? We know that we are losing customers in their first year of being a customer. We want to solve that problem. We want to understand that challenge. So if you ha- if you didn't have a goal from the beginning, what tends to happen is you create a map for the sake of creating a map. And one of the things I say again and again is that I like to treat journey mapping as a verb instead of treating journey map as a noun. And that's because... We create journey maps for action, and it's the process of going through and actually shifting our perspectives 
listening to the customers, looking at the data, observing what is actually happening in reality that actually creates the map, that creates the action. So journey maps can be extraordinarily impactful upon how an organization approaches their products, services, interactions, improvements, innovations. All of that is true. But we really need to make sure that when we create a journey map, we're doing it for specific reasons. Now, let's say you already have a journey map, okay? And maybe you didn't have a goal. That's okay. I forgive you. We can move on. So what can you do with this? Well, here are a couple ways to use the journey map once you have it. Number one, look for common challenges that your journey map is going to show you. And a few of those things that come to mind. One is siloed experiences for customers or disconnected experiences. Have you ever been a customer of a brand and had one thing happen when you contact their contact center and have a totally different story told to you when you use their chatbot? If you start seeing those things in the journey map, then you can start addressing those things as well. So when you are looking at your journey map and you're looking at the pain points and you're looking at the challenges that you've identified, ask yourself, what are the bigger themes here that we need to address? Because often we have five or six or 17 or 600 things that we've identified as pain points. If we aren't looking at them as, okay, what's really going on here? Then it's just going to be, uh, you know, trying to trying to fix everything one at a time, and we're not going to connect the dots. So number one, look for those siloed, disjointed experiences and see if you can create what is the actual thing going on here. That could be around, do we have to figure out how to represent our brand better? Do we have to work on our culture? Do we have to actually connect the data or the customer data in certain points along the journey? Really look at those challenging problems when you look at your journey map. Another thing you want to look for, organizational inefficiencies. So if you are looking for ways that customers might have this happen. So for instance, if we are in the room and we've gone through this journey mapping process and you've had various departments working together, you ask these questions as you're mapping, like what happens once the customer makes the purchase? And I've been in rooms where people say, well, this happens from marketing and this happens from sales. And this happens from delivery. And if you're in the room and if you're representing that on the map, what really starts happening is you start realizing like, oh my gosh, we are not doing this efficiently, folks. We are not being smart about how we're delivering to the customer. There there are a lot of duplications. There are a lot of things that don't need to happen. Look for those things and start addressing those. So if you actually start identifying things on the process side, you can start addressing those too. Third thing you want to look for, missed opportunities and customer abandonment. Customers are not as loyal as we like to think. Oh, that's a heartbreaker. I know. But we love to think about those loyal customers that we know and love. But when we are going through the effort and the exercise around journey mapping, we want to really dig into why wouldn't they be? And so we want to look for those missed opportunities. Customers are willing to go where there is more convenience and value for them. So they are willing to test things out with a competitor. 
And what that means is that sometimes that competitor is offering a better experience, even if the product is similar. If we get complacent, if we think customers are loving what we do all the time and not ever considering going elsewhere, we are wrong. (laughs) We are simply fooling ourselves. So customer journey mapping, when done well, takes into account considerations around the market and predicts customer wants and needs. And so we want to make sure that we are helping our own brand see where those needs are not being met in a meaningful, memorable way. So it can lead to all those aha moments for creating better customer journeys. So when you see those moments of customer abandonment, when you see those missed opportunities, that can create a priority list for you as well of what to address. That's kind of the nuts and bolts of how to address what you discover in journey mapping. However, there's more to this story because when you have a map, if you don't yet have the buy-in to actually make these improvements to address things, then it's really hard to feel like, yeah, that was worth it, right? So sometimes the first step that we need to take with a journey map is actually socializing what we've learned. Because 86% of senior level marketers believe it's important to create a cohesive customer journey. However, customers don't report feeling a cohesive journey in that same way. If we can highlight to the people who say that they believe in this, who want the best for our customers and say, look at this map, look at what's actually happening, then what that will do is help get that investment, get that buy-in, get what we need in order to prioritize those improvements and innovations and fixes that are needed. Because essentially, we're there to fix what's broken, to create an action plan so that we are improving things for our customers, and to innovate and improve the experience overall so we can stay ahead of our competition. So treat journey mapping as a verb not a noun. All right. The last thing I'm going to say here, and this is maybe slightly obvious, journey mapping is about the journey. It's really cliche to say the journey is more important than the destination, but it's so true in this case. You do not want your journey map to become a relic. You want it to become a tool. So give it the attention it deserves that in turn will give your customers the attention they deserve to. You can do this. I'm really proud of you for mapping in the first place. That is a key step. We'll do another episode, I'm sure, about how to really jump into customer journey mapping. So if that's something you want to know about, leave me a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash experience action. And if you've made it this far and you're interested in journey mapping, Go to experienceinvestigators.com, hit up our learning center, enter that journey mapping or journey map into the search bar. We have all sorts of tools for you, including a journey map template, a guidebook, two LinkedIn learning courses. You can find all of that there at experienceinvestigators.com in the learning center. I love talking to you every week. I hope you love listening and I cannot wait for your next question. We are on this journey together, folks, and I'm so excited to see where we'll go next. Thanks for being here. To learn more about our strategic approach to experience, check out free resources at experienceinvestigators.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, 
our Year of CX program, and more. And please follow me, Jeannie Walters, on LinkedIn.